My neighbors keep illegally blocking my driveway for parties. This is how I got all of their cars towed while they were partying. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Two years ago, a new family moved into our quiet little neighborhood and began their reign of terror. We've lived here for over 20 years in this neighborhood, and except for these past two years, it's been wonderful. I love our neighbors, except this family. This family just sucks. I'm not even sure where to begin. They're loud, they're dirty, they're obnoxious, their dog barks at all hours, they constantly yell at each other, they throw parties well into the night, they steal my older neighbor's paper. They actually trained their Rottweiler to fetch the neighbor's paper, which is impressive, but wrong. They throw their dog's poo in other yards. Ugh, just so much. They even cut my 80-something-year-old neighbor's prized roses for themselves. Who does that? There are about a hundred issues I could write about and how we've all dealt with them, but this past weekend was my own glorious take on it all. Oh, and yes, we tried talking to them. We tried inviting them over. We've done nice things for them, and all we've expected is that they act like decent neighbors. That's never happened. In our neighborhood, parking is scarce. Most of these homes are classic 1950s with single-lane driveways, and parking is limited even on the streets. There's a busy road a few blocks away that has a great nightlife and popular restaurants, which means that at times, especially on weekends, the street can fill up. This family has four drivers and five vehicles, with only enough space for two in their driveway at a time. Constantly, they would park and leave their vehicles for days and sometimes weeks in front of others' homes, sometimes leaving their driveway empty for no reason with all of their cars parked on the road. I kind of believe that in itself isn't that big of a deal, except for how and when they would do it. They were intentional about it all, and would do so to try and cause the most grief for everyone. And this went on for months, a complete screw you to everyone. After months of this and no one retaliating or giving them the satisfaction of how ticked we all are, they started parking deliberately in ways to make it difficult to get out of our driveways. I had to have my husband come out most mornings to guide me so I wouldn't hit their car as I backed out of my own driveway. There were also times where they squeezed my neighbor's car on the street to where they couldn't get out. Finally, an older retired neighbor goes down to the police station and inquires about what to do. They found a code or law stating that so much space from the side of the driveways and yada 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 is required. So we come home one night to freshly painted yellow curbs outlining every house surrounding this one. A few weeks ago, my husband's car breaks down and he has to get towed. On his way back, he starts talking with the tow truck driver about these jerk neighbors and their cars. He tells my husband that if these cars are parked illegally, we should call the non-emergency line, and if they receive a ticket, to call him and he can tow them at the owner's expense, stating it's the law. My husband and him kept talking and even meet up for a beer a few nights later. He's actually a really good guy. About a month ago, we met a couple in our fair city, and it just so happens that the husband is an officer. We were already planning on meeting that Friday night, and when we met, I brought up the jerk neighbors and their parking. He says that he'll drive through on his shift if he gets time, and if he sees them parked in the yellow, he has no problem ticketing them. 
Great! He also gets some of his friends to check it out when they have time too. Fantastic. We've been calling almost daily at this point about their cars parked illegally, but nothing was happening. That Saturday night, he sends me a text saying he ticketed three cars. I missed that text, so no tow truck. But I kind of figured with the three tickets, they'd get the idea. They didn't. Off and on, all week it was the same. This past Saturday, the teenage son throws a party, and everyone, I mean every single one of their guests and them, parked in the yellow of someone's driveway, or blocked someone out altogether. It was obvious the little jerk told all his friends to block our driveways or block our cars in. I sent a text to our officer friend who told me to call the non-emergency line and he'd be the one to look into it. But I'm scheming bigger. I call up the tow truck driver and tell him that there are at least 15 cars parked illegally and all are about to receive parking tickets for blocking driveways and cars. I let him know we're friends with an officer and he and I scheme a little further. We get a solid plan. I call our officer friend back and tell him our plan and I also mention that the party is likely going to be filled with underage drinkers. Now, I hate busting parties but I make exceptions for little jerks and especially little underage drinking and driving jerks. He and I finalized the plan. Here's how it all went down. The officer and three of his partners go through the neighborhood citing all the cars. Meanwhile, our tow truck driver friend has assembled a group of drivers in the nearby grocery store parking lot. My husband and I make an anonymous call about a possible underage party. The tow truck drivers start at the end of our street, grabbing as many cars as quickly as possible. A few alarms here and there, but no way they hear it in the party. As they approach the house, my husband makes an anonymous call about an underage party in our neighborhood. Conveniently, our officer friend just so happens to still be in the neighborhood, so he and his partner go over to the house to check on it. As they knock on the door, lights go out, music shuts off, and the house goes quiet. At this moment, the tow trucks come in and are now towing the remaining five cars right from in front of their home. I just wish I could see the kids' faces inside as they're all having a dilemma about what to do. Do they go out and bust themselves for underage drinking and try to stop their cars from being towed? Or do they just sit there and bite the bullet and watch $250 go down the drain? On Sunday, they had three cars return from being towed, and all three are parked just shy of the yellow lines. I'll call this a win. My husband and a couple neighbors also spent Sunday putting up some new cameras. They were all very giddy and loud about it. Something about all the lights and police on Saturday made them nervous. At least those jerks will be causing a few less problems from now on. You gotta have respect for your neighbors. You're buying a house. It's a large investment, and you're gonna be living next to these people for a long time. It works out for everyone if you just get along. These literally sound like the worst neighbors of all time. Actual active disrespect for everyone around them. The thing is, when you treat people like that, guess what? You're not liked very much, and having that many people around you not liking you might make them do something about it. Sad to say, they're Probably still jerks, but at least our original poster got some satisfaction out of this. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below, and don't forget to subscribe. 
I get free crap from sketchy Amazon stores and leave them one-star reviews as a thank you. You know all those Amazon vendors that are offering gift cards and free items in exchange for five-star reviews? What I do is accept the offer, write the review, get my gift card, edit the review to one star, and explain the situation. I started getting items in the mail like headphones or whatever with a note that offers free stuff and $10 gift cards in exchange for writing a five-star review on Amazon. I'm a fairly big reviewer. Over the years, I've written more than 2,000 legit reviews. To me, reviews are the most useful aspect of Amazon, and nothing ticks me off more than fake reviews to promote a crappy product. So I said, screw it. I started writing the review, emailing the scammer with a link to my review, and get my $10 gift card. Then I edit the review to explicitly explain how this scammer is trying to rig the system. There's apparently nothing to prevent you from doing this. Not only do you waste their time and money, but you're your review can help raise awareness of this crap. Hey, if they can cheat the system, why not you? I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm of the same opinion that reviews are important and they should be honest. When you're essentially just buying five-star reviews, that's not right. The product itself is probably actually garbage, but you don't get an accurate representation of that in the reviews because of what people like this pull. Our original poster for this story is single-handedly trying to turn this trend around. And you know what? I gotta respect him for it. Crazy mother throws hot coffee in my face when I confronted her about controlling her kids. I'm an 18-year-old Chinese and British girl. Today I was at Wales Comic Con, but due to bad weather, I had stayed in the cafe of a train station 10 minutes away while my boyfriend went to get some stuff done back at con. I had been in the cafe for about half an hour when this family group comes in, with 6 to 7 kids aged 6 to 12. They were playful at first, which is fine, but this is a very small cafe, and they'd begin to get too rowdy, bumping into tables, knocking over drinks, climbing on furniture, things like that. Everyone was visibly annoyed, while the parental guardians didn't seem to care. 45 minutes into this, I've had enough, and said to the kids calmly but firmly, excuse me, this is a cafe, not a playground. If you could please calm down, who the heck do you think you are talking to them like that? And this woman, I couldn't tell if it was a mother or grandmother, was screaming about how it's her response responsibility, not mine, to tell the kids what to do. Ma'am, I don't mean to start an argument, but you're not doing a very good job at being responsible for them. Everyone is uncomfortable, and shut up, you, insert racial slur here, they're not yours to tell what to do. At this point, she's standing up and getting in my face. I'm still in my seat. You want to fight or something? Please, calm down. I'm not trying to, you want this in your face? She was referring to the coffee she was holding. Please just look after your kids. She's ranting and raving about how no one has the right to speak to her child like this, and why it doesn't matter how they're acting, because they're not my kids. It matters because everyone's uncomfortable. The coffee shop owner tries to calm her down. She apologizes to the owner before proceeding to throw her hot coffee in my face, along with all over my work. It wasn't hot enough to cause burns, but it definitely was hot enough to hurt. <sighs> Very charming, miss. Thank you for that. I stayed in my seat, cleaning up my stuff to avoid any argument. What are you going to do about it? Going to fight me? Aw, oh, did I get your papers all wet? You know where the police are. If they can get me, I'm leaving. Don't tell my kids what to do. I'm not scared of the police. The family gathered up to leave. She proceeds to walk out to the train platform with her family as my boyfriend comes into the cafe and sees me drenched in hot coffee with everyone else in the cafe comforting me and cleaning up. I tell him... 
I had coffee thrown on me. She's just left. He runs out and screams, who just did that? And she smugly walks to him. It was me. What you gonna do, little man? Hit me? I fight back. Before raising her own fists, continuing to look for a fight, he screamed at her before coming back to care for me. The shouting had caught security's attention and witnesses informed of the incident. They detained her until police arrived. I told the police what happened, they took down my info, and will also review security footage. They'll be calling me later today for an official statement. They already have this woman identified. We plan to press charges for the assault. I'm not letting that jerk get away with it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin absolutely follow up on that. I don't know what's got it in this woman's head that she can just do whatever the heck she wants, and her kids apparently, but she needs to be taught otherwise. Their kids have probably learned their bad behavior from their mother. It sounds like she's a bit of a loose cannon herself. Maybe seeing their mother suffer the consequences of acting like this might lead them to behave a little better in the future. I don't know. Call me optimistic. My entitled ex-wife insists that I send half of my son's toys back with him every time he goes to her place, so I make sure he's got plenty to keep him occupied. To start this, hurting a child to get revenge on the other parent is a horrible thing to do. Too often, people forget that the child is the most important person when parents split up. Do not take your hate for them out on the kid. That being said, no child was harmed in the making of this story. Now that that's out of the way, let's move on to the story, shall we? My ex is the very definition of an entitled person. She fakes a disability to get a check, has never worked a day in her life, and has always expected everything in life handed to her. Now, all that being said, I hold none of that against my son. It isn't his fault that I stuck it in crazy. Additional life lesson, don't stick it in crazy. And for you, ladies, don't let crazy stick it in you. When our son was born, her bubble of spoiled rotten was extended out to him. For a while, I didn't blame her. She wasn't ever supposed to be able to carry a child to term, and I wasn't supposed to be able to father anymore. I'd had a vasectomy after my third son was born. So, yeah, I got this one tested and yes he is mine but as always happens with entitled people it was never enough and eventually we split now i pay a healthy amount in child support more than the courts would actually order and i pay on time every time it's enough that even after food clothes and other expenses she still has plenty left over to spoil him even if it's not up to her wants recently she began to complain about the fact that when i buy him presents they always stay with me 
I have him three days a week, but she wants his entire toy stash to go back to her house during her four days. I refused. She continued to complain, and I fumed about it to my new wife, and a plan started brewing. I agreed that from now on, I would send half of what I got him for holidays to her house, and it could all stay there. She was proud of herself. Easter was coming. I had already bought my normal bounty, mostly consisting of outside toys. I had water guns, balls, bats, a giant outdoor bowling set, and a little sprinkling of candy. I went shopping again, this time with my wife. No outdoor toys this time. No she would not take him out to play with them. No. This time, I went a route that would suit her musical and artistic child. He loves playing in the dirt, by the way. She just can't keep up with him when he does. I went musical, loud, and as obnoxious as I could find. A recorder, noisemakers, laser guns that made a dozen different sounds, and enough candy to put a bull moose in a diabetic coma. Enough to equal the dollar amount I spent on his original basket. Every bit of that went home with him after he had a nice long day of running around outside, happy as a clam. She, of course, was thrilled seeing the volume. Her little prince was getting a quadruple Easter. My parents had also given him a basket. Hours later, I was informed that she didn't want me sending things home if that was the kind of toys I was going to bring him. He was running around the house, screeching through the recorder, powered by a combination of chocolate and pixie sticks. He absolutely loves the recorder. It's not so bad when you let him play with it outside. I mean, you found the loophole, I'll give you that. You gave her what she wanted. She just didn't quite know what she was asking for. I'm sure he's already got plenty of stuff over there to play with. I don't see why she feels the need to make you drag stuff back and forth. Besides, based on the type of person she seems to be, I doubt she would do the same thing for you. But no, I don't think you did anything wrong with using the kid in this situation. The kid doesn't even know what's happening. They're just happy and playing with their new stuff. It's the mom who's miserable. Making your kid happy and your ex-wife miserable at the same time? You gotta call that a win, right? My boss fired me because my car broke down. Then, months later, calls me begging me to come back. I was an intern at a local wedding magazine during college. Small office of three interns who put the mag together, with an editor who will always be the most incompetent person I've ever worked with. And I've worked in food service. After months of pettiness, my car broke down over Thanksgiving. I called the editor, letting her know just in case I was ever late showing up, as I planned to take the bus or bum rides. Her response? Click? Jerk? You did not just hang up on me. I was mad, but I took that call as a blessing in disguise and decided to forget about it. We weren't getting paid as interns, so who cares? Two months later, a Saturday, I'm relaxing at home when I get a call. Guess who? Hey, original poster. Listen, I'm sorry about that call during Thanksgiving break. My phone dropped it. We're trying to get this month's edition printed, and I can't keep up with all the mail, the ads, and the phone calls. It's crazy here. And the other girls quit. Can you believe that? When will you be back in the office? Listeners, it's been four years since that Saturday, but even now I can still feel that incredible sense of petty joy. You said I was no longer needed as an intern two months ago. I've already accepted a position elsewhere. My new boss doesn't call me on weekends and actually pays me. Lose my number. Click.
Well, we all know the saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Another employee taken for granted and let go. But when push comes to shove, guess who you really need in your corner? Too bad you've already burned that bridge. Honestly, you're lucky the follow-up wasn't more malicious than this given how you let the person go. Firing someone because their car broke down and they're not going to have quick and easy access to the office, even though they're still willing to try and get there by bus, is a really jerk move. My parents keep asking me for money so they can spoil my siblings when they never gave me anywhere near the same treatment. My parents had me at 27 and 29. I was their only child for 14 years. And in all the years I was living with them, they never believed in nice things or treating me for any reason. They had the money. My mom was often buying more makeup and shoes and my dad was into golf. So their money went into their hobbies and I had basics for everything. Anything I wanted, I was told no. Christmas and birthdays were for practical gifts. School supplies they bought without me because it was basically plain everything and they didn't want me complaining about wanting a character backpack or a pink pencil or something. I always remember it was really hot one summer and I was 8 years old maybe. An ice cream truck stopped in our neighborhood and all the kids were getting ice creams. So I approached my parents who were talking to some neighbors and I asked if I could have the money for one too. They said no because ice cream was not an essential and and I could go inside and get some water if I wanted to cool down. A neighbor offered to pay for my ice cream, and my parents put a stop to that as well. I went inside for the rest of the day anyway because I was upset and jealous watching all the other kids eat their ice creams, and knowing my parents wouldn't even let someone else buy me one. They started to change after I moved out of home. I noticed when an invite came for my little sister's fifth birthday party, and it was a huge surprise because I never got a birthday party. In the three years since, they've thrown birthday parties, gone all out for Christmas, and even took them on vacation, which I never got to go on, but my parents always did. Then, several months ago, my parents realized I was doing well for myself with my art. They asked me to buy my siblings these big gifts for Christmas, and I said no. My parents said they could only get so much, and I shrugged. These gifts that my parents wanted me to buy were easily three to four hundred US dollars each, and of course they expected me to give the gifts to my parents parents to give to them. A few days ago, my parents asked me for money for stuff for my siblings, and I said no. They said I was being very tight-fisted with my money, and to think of how much it would mean to my siblings. This is when I told them they don't get money off me to spoil my siblings the way they refuse to spoil me. My parents said I was being petty, and that I was punishing the wrong people. Am I the jerk? I completely understand why you feel the way you do. It's totally natural to feel slighted in this instance, and that they didn't really care about you. That move with the ice cream was honestly actively damaging to you as a child, I feel. Basically telling you that you're not worth it to them, but for some reason your two new siblings are. I say if they want to spoil them, then great, but don't expect you to fork out all this money because they're trying to turn over a new leaf. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.